This is the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast, and I'm your host, Hepburn. Today, we are doing the season's first advocacy tale, and the advocate who has so graciously agreed to be interviewed is Jody Springborn. She is the creator of the Comprehensive Bunny Care website, The Educated Rabbit, is an educator at the House Rabbit Society, and is the author of First Aid Guide for the Domestic Rabbit. We'll learn why she started The Educated Rabbit, why she wrote her book, and get some important tips about bunny care. I just love bunnies. I have been living with bunnies since 2008. Currently, I have six rabbits. Winston, about two years old. Soot, between two to four years old. Joey, about 7.5 years old. Panda and Cupcake, both about nine years old. And Zoe, almost 12 years old. Since I worked in rescue, there were always rabbits coming in and out of the house. A few of them stayed permanently, just over 20 during those eight years. Some of them were originally bottle babies that were just too cute to give back, but later I ended up doing hospice care, and I would end up taking home lots of elderly, disabled, or terminally ill buns. The majority of them came from Bunny Love, located in North Hollywood, California, but Winston and Dior one of my bunnies who recently passed in February of this year, came from Lily's Legacy, and Soot came from Save Some Bunny. Both rescues are in Orange County, California. I got involved in rabbit rescue in the fall of 2010 with Bunny Love. First as a volunteer for Bunny Love Rabbit Resource Center, as an evening feeder, and then later as a paid employee, a health associate, in the spring of 2011. I started working there because a position opened up and I needed a job at the time and I was thinking about working more with animals, so this seemed like an ideal opportunity. The rescue always had rabbits that needed some sort of care, and I got to learn a variety of skills. Bunny Love is actually a chapter of the House Rabbit Society, and one of the board members at Bunny Love suggested that maybe I should apply to become an educator since educating the public was a huge part of my job anyway. And so in 2019, I became an educator at House Rabbit Society. As an educator, I get asked a lot of questions. If the person is just starting to think about getting a rabbit or even making conversation, they will ask about how long rabbits live or if they bite. If people already have a rabbit, They might ask a more specific question related to their rabbit, such as avoiding soft stool, getting them to stop tearing up the carpet, making them more comfortable if it's a senior rabbit, or getting a friend for their bunny. So, for those of you wondering, on average, rabbits live 10 years, but one of my clients had a rabbit that was over 16 years old when he finally passed, so it's possible they can live quite a long time. The soft stools. Owners often mistake soft stools for diarrhea. Diarrhea is extremely watery and not very common in rabbits. Soft stools are usually excess sequels that a rabbit doesn't consume and usually steps in. More often than not, it tends to be a diet issue. Too much treats, pellets, or rich veggies like kale, chard, or carrot tops, or a combination of all three, for instance. Here's a breakdown of what a good diet looks like. Lots and lots of hay. Many people think they should only get Timothy hay, but you can mix it up. I have had bunnies on Timothy hay, orchard grass, and an oat blend, oat, wheat, and barley. Fortunately, 
my guys are not picky. I can switch the hay out anytime. If you are introducing a new hay, gradually introduce it over several days. You can also give them half Timothy, half oat, for instance, whatever works. Daily veggies are great too. I usually give my buns a variety of lettuces, herbs, dill, cilantro, Italian parsley, oregano, thyme, mint, and other greens like chard, kale, carrot tops can be fed out in moderation. Baby bok choy is another favorite, but if your bunny has problems with bladder sludge, you may want to cut that out. Pellets are a small part of the diet. They are good for providing minerals and vitamins that the bunnies don't get from their diet. Think of it like a Flintstone vitamin. It's good to take daily, but you shouldn't have a meal of it. A small amount of treats is also good. A small piece of carrot or fresh fruit is just perfect. I like to know what treats the bunny likes. It's a good indicator to see if the bunny is feeling well. If they turn up their nose to their favorite treat, I know something is wrong. To get rabbits to stop tearing up carpet, you can redirect the digging to something approved, like a digging box, for example. Rabbits are just doing their thing. You have to provide a way for them to express all their natural inclinations, like digging and chewing. It's also good to remove the temptation by covering the spot with a piece of tile or wood or furniture, something the bunny can't access. You can get more ideas from my article, Bunny Proofing, on my website. To make senior bunnies feel more comfortable, I go into detail in my article, Senior Rabbit Care. We all know people who are older and who maybe have arthritis and other ailments due to getting older. Rabbits are the same. A medication like Medicam is great for arthritis pain. Giving your bunny something warm and soft to sleep on, replacing the litter box with a low entry box so they don't have to struggle so much to get in and out, and you want to visit your rabbit savvy vet a couple of times a year to make sure everything is going well. Companionship is very important for a rabbit. If you are gone 12 hours a day, your bunny definitely needs a friend. I always recommend that a rabbit shouldn't be alone. However, not every rabbit feels the same way. Some rabbits make friends with everyone. Some rabbits are extremely picky when it comes to their companions and others just want to hang out with their humans and eat other bunnies. If you or someone else happens to be home for most of the day and hanging out with the bunny, your bunny may be content. If you are going to open your home to a bunny, or two or three, it is important for them to have human interaction. However, it doesn't mean that humans should pick them up and carry them around. Humans should learn to interact with them on the bunny's terms. This means being present, letting them come up to you, things like that. You want to build trust with your bunnies, and that means interacting with them in ways that is comfortable for them. It takes patience, but in the end, you have a relationship that works for both of you. And bunnies do bite. I mean, as a prey animal, they have to defend themselves somehow. Biting, kicking, and scratching are all things rabbits will do. There is a difference between bites, though. There is the, you're in my way bite, or the, this is what I feel about the medication you just gave me bite, which hurts, but doesn't typically break the skin. It will usually just bruise. Then there's the angry bite, which may happen if you break up a bonding bite, or if you enter the space of an unneutered or unspayed bun, or if the bunny feels threatened. They clamp down, and you may need to pry their jaws open to get them to let go. That will usually cause a lot of bleeding on your part. 
yes, I've received both types of bites. As much as I love being an educator at House Rabbit Society, I still wanted to do more to help bunnies. So I started the Educated Rabbit, a comprehensive online resource for all aspects of rabbit care. I noticed that you could find information about the basics, food, housing, litter box, training, etc. But other topics such as grooming, bonding, and senior care are harder to find. I actually wrote a book, First Aid Guide for the Domestic Rabbit, to better help people and their bunnies. I was inspired to write it when I was working in rescue. I got a lot of phone calls and messages in social media from rabbit owners asking for advice. People may reach out to a rescue for a variety of reasons, such as they don't have a vet or they don't have the money for vet care, or they live in an area that doesn't even have a rabbit vet. They may not even know if their bunny is even sick. They just know that he or she isn't eating. I still remember my first experiences with bunnies and understand the helplessness and frustration that comes with feeling that something is wrong, but not even sure what to do about it. Even in a city as big as Los Angeles, it's hard to find a rabbit vet and even harder to find decent middle-of-the-night emergency care. It's better if an owner has the confidence and skill to treat their bunny at home for situations they can manage. Of course, you can't solve every problem without a vet. I worked with my own vets to discuss what should go in the book and make sure it was accurate. The book is meant as a lifeline to owners to help them if professional help isn't readily available and they need some guidance. It goes over some emergency care such as saving a choking rabbit and dealing with GI stasis, but also some things that can easily be done at home, such as syringe feeding, taking temperature, and giving your bunny a butt bath. The book tells you what you need in your at-home first aid kit, and you do need to get the book for the full detailed list, but essentially, everyone should have a heating pad, a digital thermometer, and know how to use it, some feeding syringes, and critical care, and most importantly, pain medication which you will typically need from your vet. It's important that you gather those things now when your rabbit is still healthy because your vet may not be immediately available if your bunny gets sick. The book also tells you what you can handle on your own and what is an absolute emergency, and most importantly, what an absolute emergency looks like. There are over 100 color photos, step-by-step -step instructions, and lots of tips to help the owner along. I've written an article on my website, Rabbit Help Basics, that further assists owners by addressing the most essential things rabbit parents need to know about bunny care. There are essentially three things that are important in bunny care, and that is diet, housing, and social interaction with the owner. If you meet all three needs, you are going to have a healthy and happy rabbit. For me personally, I think a great way to raise your bunny is to appreciate a rabbit for who they are. They're not a dog or a cat. You have to approach them very differently than either of those more common pets. When I get a new rabbit, I start off with the basics. A pen in a bunny-proof area with a proper diet. I then spend a lot of time observing. Quite often, I get a bunny with some sort of issue, so I want to know just how badly this bunny is compromised. But I also want to know what the bunny likes to eat. Are they shy or outgoing? What sort of toys is she or he into, etc.? I want to make the bunny as happy as possible, but 
My house is also my home. There's a balance of keeping them happy and limiting how much I want to spend cleaning up after them and making sure they don't tear up the carpet. I generally respect their boundaries. I don't force the cuddle time. And most importantly, I let them decide how much they want to interact with us humans. If you leave the choice up to them, they become less fearful of your presence. Of course, sometimes you need to pick them up. Go grooming, go into the vet, etc. I'm talking about non-urgent physical interactions. I feel when you give them that sort of freedom, you see who this individual rabbit truly is, and it's amazing. Some of the most important lessons I've learned in all my years of taking care of rabbits are patience and listening to intuition. With patience, you need to give them time to open up to you. This is why I don't think they are great pets for kids. Generally speaking, I don't think most kids have the patience to just let a rabbit do his or her thing and let the bunny feel safe around them. I think bunny owners are all conditioned to be paranoid with our rabbits. We always have to make sure they're eating and pooping all the time and that the poops are the right shape and color, etc. While all of that is important, some people become highly anxious about the health of their bunny. They're losing sleep and are in a state of high anxiety. That is neither healthy for the owner or good for the rabbit as they do sense your anxiety. You have to learn when you need to step back and just let your bunny chill on their own. With intuition, I learn to listen to it, especially when I'm doing hospice care. Sometimes, a rabbit will send out really obvious signals when they're ready to move on, like stop eating. But usually, it's more subtle than that. It requires you to understand your bunny. Thank you so much, Jody, for sharing your insights with us. The unabridged interview and more detailed rabbit care tips will be included on VSF's website. For more information on how to take care of a bunny, you can get Jody's book, First Aid Guide for the Domestic Rabbit, on her website, The Educated Rabbit. It's available as a PDF, ebook, and softcover. In the United States, people can also order the softcover through either Bravante or through Amazon. International buyers can purchase through Bravante. The printer ships worldwide. Remember to check out Jody's website, The Educated Rabbit. It has informative articles on a variety of topics. She plans on adding more articles as bunnies allow. Additionally, you can always follow her on Instagram, The Educated Rabbit, and Facebook, and she's always happy to answer any questions. Links to the website, Instagram, and book will be included in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. As always, make sure you share the VSF podcast because this is one of the few, if not the only podcast that puts a spotlight on animal abuse cases. Rate and review the podcast on wherever you listen to it. Email me anything you want me to cover at vsf.officialpodcast at gmail.com and follow VSF's Instagram page the period vsf period official also make sure you check out handmade crochet dog and cat toys and bags for humans available on vsf's official etsy page appropriately named vsf official thank you guys so much for listening until next time toodles <laughs>